0: This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hi everybody, welcome to show 354 Aussie Mac Zone. We've definitely had a few challenges this week. So here we go on my own. Zan said Hello. But um, by the time I got it all working, he wasn't available, the lucky bloke. Um, so, show three, five, four. That's what, we got. what have we got to start with there on our Aussie Apple ramblings this week? My big sir woes. Not on a lot of news this week in the Apple world, so I thought I would start with some woes when running beta software. I did the upgrade to Big Sur last Thursday, but when I logged back in, the screen was flashing light and dark and changing my desktop photos every, about every second, each time it had flashed it had changed the photo. I tried changing the background to just a colour, would not let me change my background choice, I ended up deleting the desktop preferences file, I could select the background but still not change it. I stopped anything, auto starting at login and it still happened. So I reloaded Big Sur OS, all good. Then upgraded, same issue. So now I have reloaded again Big Sur and turned off auto updates. So um, what a pain in the neck it was. That's the challenge of running beta software, of course. I'm, I'm also, I'm still running the beta software on my phone for iOS 14, and it's giving me a couple of challenges with HomeKit stuff. Um, yeah, just little little things that aren't as smooth as they were the last beta release. Like, they're obviously still working on it and doing some changes, which is why we have betas. But, yeah, just something to keep in mind if you're, want, you're going to go all in. Just be careful. Now, I've got a cough. <coughs> Pardon me. Pardon me. Now, uh, now my Apple Watch woes... After looking through the new watch faces, I decided I would like to try the new typographic face. Added it to my Series 4 watch. All good. Then set a shortcut to change my f- watch face to typograph at 5pm every day. was working like a dream. For a couple of days. The new watch shortcut changed the face at 5 and back to normal at 5.55am. Such fun, just doing it all in the background. Then I upgraded the Apple Watch Beta. New typographic face had gone. When I swipe across to the watch to change the face, typographic is gone. Uh, add new face panel is there, but typo- typograph is not in the list. And on the watch app on the iPhone, typograph and lines face are available and it lets you set them up with different color, etc. But when you. <laughs> Pardon me. Pardon me. But when you click set as current watch face, nothing gets added to Apple Watch. So it was working and now it stopped working again. So I'm not quite sure what happened there, but uh, we'll keep rocking on, see what happens. So woe was me this week. Plus I had some major microphone hassles and stuff. Now lastly, a little trick. I went to my Apple store last week to get an Apple cable. I was scheduled and had to wait 45 minutes only to find <laughs> only to find the cable I wanted was not in stock. I walked two minutes to a JB Hi-Fi who had the cable I needed in stock. So my advice, when making your appointment at your Apple store, get the staff to confirm whether what you want is in stock and try other su- suppliers like JB or Harvey Norman, etc. Just to save you that time and the challenge and the frustration. Zahn would have done some gaming tonight, of course. But he's not here. But he has been studying that gaming. Now, uh, the entertainment. <laughs> so, last week we talked about Dug Unplugs and Stillwater. But Dug Unplugs, premiere date Friday, November 13th. Remembering Everything is on uh, Fridays for Apple, for Apple TV Plus. Hailing from DreamWorks Animation and based on Dan Yakarino's Doug Unplugged book series, Doug Unplugged follows a young robot named Doug who senses there's more to life than just the facts. While other robots plug in for their daily download, Curious Doug unplugs and journeys into the human world. And with his best friend Emma, experiences its wonders first hand. Now, Stillwater premiere date Friday, December four. Based on the Scholastic book series Zen Shorts by John J. Muth, Stillwater is produced by Gamut and Scholastic Entertainment and centers on siblings Carl, Addie, and Michael, who are typical kids with typical kid challenges meaning that sometimes even the smallest things can feel insurmountable. Fortunately for these three, they have Stillwater, a wise panda, as their next-door neighbour. Through his example, stories and gentle humour, Stillwater gives the children a deeper understanding of their feelings, as well as tools that help them face their day-to-day challenges. Stillwater also brings newfound fun and adventure for the three, opening their eyes to the quiet wonders of the world around them and guiding them to their place within it. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to to those new shows coming, especially with the kids, sit there with the grandkids, whatever. Looking forward to it. Now, also, uh, Oprah Winfrey sits down to an exclusive on-camera interview with Mariah Carey on her new memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey. Thursday, September 24, on Apple TV. So Oprah speaks with the superstar Mariah Carey in a far-ranging interview on The Oprah Conversation. In an exclusive, far-ranging interview, Mariah sits down with Oprah to talk about her highly anticipated upcoming memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey, came out on Tuesday the 29th, as she reveals never-before-told stories about her personal journey that inspired so many songs the pain in the growing up biracial, confronting past traumas and finding freedom. The Oprah Conversation is a timely series that features Oprah leading intimate discussions with today's foremost newsmakers, thought leaders and masters of their craft, exclusively on Apple TV+. Filmed remotely and incorporating audience engagement, Oprah hosts conversations that aim to bring truth and perspectives to a range of topics shaping our world, revealing grippy story, gripping stories of human connection. The Apple Original Series continues to explore impactful and relevant topics with fascinating thought leaders from all over the world and also offers poignant conversation between opera, Oprah and change makers such as Emmanuel Acko, host of the provocative web series Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. In a two part episode, Professor Ibram X. Kendi, best selling author of How to Be an Anti Racist, and Brian Stevenson, Equal Justice Initiative founder and best selling author of the memoir that inspired the acclaimed film Just Mercy. All the things we've got to look forward to just by watching Oprah and Apple TV, which most of us, our free year is running out. Keep that in mind. When you bought your product, your year runs out. You can't go out and buy another, say, an Apple TV to uh, top it up at the moment. That's not the way it works, apparently. What's my next? Oh, yeah. We're still enjoying Ted Lasso. Even my wife said the other day, this is good. This is good. And it's, I know it's a sporting background, but it's not really about the sport. It's, a, it's And it's a really, really good, plain humour, a bit of swearing, so not really for younger kids, but, yeah, bit of thought-provoking. It's excellent. What else have we got going? Um, stories. Three says I've got a pick to it. That's it. The apps you love from a place you can trust. 9 to 5 Mac reports Apple is today responding to increasing antitrust pressure with an App Store <laughs> PR blitz. Pardon me. This includes a complete revamp of its main App Store page, a new page promoting the benefits of the App Store to developers, new messaging and a new program for developers to st- of streaming video apps. The response begins on Apple's homepage with a large banner at the top pointing visitors to the new App Store page. The headline message is, The apps you love from a place you can trust. The new page again stresses the Consumer Benefits of the Created App Store For over a decade, the App Store has proved to be a safe and trusted place to discover and download apps, but the App Store is more than just a storefront. It's an innovative destination focused on bringing you amazing experiences, and a big part of those experiences ensuring that the apps we offer are held to the highest standards for privacy, security, and content. Because we offer nearly 2 million apps, we want, to, want you to feel good about using every single one of them. The new page for developers is headed, Together We Turn Apps Into Opportunities. Apple is committed to helping developers turn their brightest ideas into apps that change the world. That's why the App Store helps you start from start to finish to build, test, market and distribute your products and grow your business. Our marketplace, pardon me. <coughs> uh. So if the drink helps. Our marketplace is secure, trusted, and accessible, connecting you to over one point five billion devices in one hundred and seventy-five regions. The App Store and you together every step of the way. So yeah, it's um interesting times for apple with all the different pressures going on now what about microsoft and telstra partner on cloud internet of things and digital twins zdnet tells us the solutions will be built on azure and leverage telstra's data hub microsoft and telstra have announced an extension of their long-standing partnership with plans to jointly build cloud-based solutions on Azure while leveraging the Telstra Data Hub. Specifically, this will see the pair leverage Internet of Things, Edge Computing, Artificial Intelligence and Digital Twin capabilities to to develop solutions in areas such as tracking, supply chain management, telematics and smart spaces. One of those projects will involve Telstra building a digital twin based on Azure across its own commercial buildings, which will be initially deployed at five buildings, including the Telco flagship site at 242 Exhibition Street in Melbourne. Additionally, under the partnership, Telstra will leverage Azure as the cloud platform for the Telco's ongoing internal digital transformation, involving transitioning from legacy and on premise applications to cloud based solutions. The pair also plan to work together to develop solutions to advance their sustainability and climate commitments. Earlier this year, Microsoft announced its ambitious plan to be carbon negative by 2030, while Telstra has set a target of reducing its absolute emissions by 50% by the same time. We already have a long-standing relationship with Microsoft and have worked together in areas that are market-leading to create unique experiences for our customers. Today's announcement with Microsoft formalises the several streams of work we are already collaborating on, Telstra CEO Andy Penn said. The global scale of Microsoft platform, tools and applications together with Telstra's network solutions, reliability and leadership will drive new and unique solutions for Australia. Of course, there's more on the link in the show notes. Oh, I'm just going to have another little drink. That's so annoying, the cough, isn't it? I apologise to everyone. So, story five's got a picture. What the orange dot on your iPhone means. I've got a little picture. So up the top right-hand corner, sort of above where the signal strength is for, for Telstra or Optus or whatever. Um, so, what the orange dot on your iPhone means? Gear Patrol informs us. Is there an orange dot appearing in the top right corner of your phone? Don't worry. It has nothing to do with your connectivity or iPhone's battery. It's simply a new feature of iOS 14, the software update that Apple just rolled out the past week. The orange dot is an indicator that turns on every time an app is using your iPhone's microphone. If you're recording something, using voice memos, or you ask Siri a question, the orange light will turn on. You also might see a green dot. This will appear every time an app is using your iPhone's camera, for example. Every time you open your camera to take a photo or you answer a FaceTime call, the green light will turn on in iOS 14 or iPadOS 14. The orange and green indicator lights will not appear at the same time. If you're recording a video on your phone which accesses both its camera and microphones, the green light will appear. Both of these features are simple, simply designed to protect your privacy. For example, if the orange light is on, but the app you're using hasn't asked for it, it Could record, it, it could ask if it could record you and it's the light's on and you haven't given it permission, be suspicious. Go and check your privacy settings. Settings, privacy, you go down there and you'll see what apps have asked for what equipment. So, and basically, this is why I love Apple. I should not have to think about my own privacy. They're, they're Giving me the choice whether I want an app to use the camera or the microphone and they're telling me when something's using it That's why I love Apple. Just simple simple little things. Nothing special yeah. What's in here? Oh, here we go That's not supposed to work either because Hang on Sorry everybody. Hello my darling wife. Yeah, so yeah, I'm on air, so I'll talk to you later. Thank you. There we go. Do not disturb it, everything's on. She must have tried twice. That must be why. Uh, Where was I up to? That's right. Now, iOS 14, Apple is building a fundamentally different future for software. iOS 14 is not neutral. Forbes reported it will privilege a certain kind of app to deprioritize others and therefore impact on what kinds of apps will be successful and which are more likely to fail, at least according to the former head of Google's iOS app. If you've seen The Social Dilemma on Netflix, the iOS 14 imperative will ring a bell because its new mobile uh, operating system, Apple, is building a fundamentally different future for software that will result in attention-focused developers failing, and service-oriented developers like Nix Hobb (coughs) told me on a recent episode of Tech First Podcast. Hobbs is the former head of Google's iOS app and current CEO of Broadsheet, which makes the sub- subscription news service brief, which uh, Leo Laporte was talking about just the, just the other day on one of the MacBreak Weeklies or iOS, no, it was iOS Today, I think. Yeah. When you look at iOS 14, you can see that Apple is not neutral on the question of where technology goes in the future, Hobbs said. They do throughout the OS are lots of changes that make it very clear that they don't want their products and platforms to be tools for attention merchants. In other words, you know all those silly little ads that say, um, "Oh, Australians over 65 should look at this," or um, Dick Smith's latest, um, Dick Smith's latest money spending spree, or some rubbish like that they're unbelievable just trying to get you to sit there and click and click and click and click and click i think the ios 14 update is both by big and small a very strong statement that apple wants to be building a future of services and not one of this monetization of attention to dive into how ios 14 changes the paradigm of what mobile computing means we have to look at how apps worked in previous versions For more than a decade, mobile app publishers have fought hard to get their apps installed. Getting installed meant they now owned a small amount of real estate on the three-foot device, the most personal computer ever invented invented, that is really more than three feet from your body. Um, Sorry, it just clicked away. (laughs) I don't know why it clicked there. Um... How annoying is that? Yeah, three feet from your body. From that position, they could badger you for attention, throwing push notifications to your phone, adding little red numbers to the top corner of the app icons to let you know you're missing something. The continual goal, get you to open the app, spend some time, engage with some content, and maybe watch a few ads. iOS 14 thinks different. For starters, home screen real estate is much harder to achieve. By default, all the apps get put in what they call the library, which is a kind of side space, and you can search for them. Hobbs says you can still find them. You can go into the library (coughs) and drag them to your home screen, but as a developer, you have to learn that spot on the screen. So in other words, we want quality, not not quantity. Even more important, however, is that Apple has created and prioritized widgets, which has been great. Major, major, like Widget Smith. What's it, Dave? Dave, David Smith, uh, Widget Smith. It's been getting some rave reviews, hasn't it? Um, people totally changing their home screen based on widgets. And then there's another per- another group have dropped a um, a widget so that you can put post-it notes on your home screen. Now widgets provide snippets of an app's functionality information without the bother of actually launching the app. They have the opportunity to vastly increase how much you use an app, or vastly decrease that time. There's a lot more to the story at on the link at Forbes. So yeah, I haven't really got any more left. Um, But show promotion, the show notes each week, show upload. The link being this week, AussieMaxZone.com.au. AMZ three five four. There you'll see six weeks worth of show notes. You can email Zahn or Michael at AussieMaxZone.com.au. You can search for us on any any way of finding us. Search just search AussieMaxZone on Google Spot, Google Podcasts or Spotify or Apple Podcast Apple or Overcast. Whatever player you use. Don't forget Apple News. Uh, I think, yeah, I chucked up a story this week um, relating to Australia. So remind how to to favour it. You just find us, do a search for Aussie Maxine, like us. And thanks to our supporters, most importantly, you, our listeners. And I won't do the famous sign-off because that's Zahn's special job. So everybody, thank you for listening. Short and sweet tonight, just cough it out and get it over to you Uh, thank you thank you thank you